Thought Bubble Audio. Frank, and you're listening to The Gospel According to Lucas, where the Force meets Catholicism. Every episode, we analyze scripture through the lens of Star Wars to uncover the Christian connection with a galaxy far, far away. If you'd like to read along with us, you can find a link to today's readings in the show notes at thegospelaccordingtolucas.com or right in your podcast app. We're using the New American Bible. Make sure you never miss an episode by following The Gospel According to Lucas in your favorite podcast app. Visit thegospelaccordingtolucas.com for links to do that. And finally, if you like what we do, please consider making a donation at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. Joining me, as he does every week, is my good friend, Tim. How are you, Tim? I'm doing well, Frank. How are you? I'm doing great and happy to be joined again by our friend, Brother Andrew from the Society of Mary. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello, hello. Thank you for coming back and being our our guest speaker today with a with a reflection. I'm excited to hear what you have to say about today's uh, today's gospel reading. Hold on, before we actually start that, I just like to point out that the three of us are on a Star Wars podcast, and not a single one of us just said hello there. Hello there, hello mm. there. Wow, really makes you think. We're a bunch of general grievances here, is what we are. All right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uncivilized. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there it is. Uh, Frank, what are we uh, what are we reading today? Today we are reading the gospel for the third Sunday of Easter, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The two disciples recounted what had taken place on the way and how Jesus was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. While they were still speaking about this, he stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. But they were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. Then he said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do questions arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see, because a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you can see I have. And as he said this, he showed them his hands and feet. While they were still incredulous for joy and were amazed, he asked them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of baked fish. He took it and ate it in front of them. He said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and in the prophets and Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name. To all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem, you are witnesses of these things. The Gospel of the Lord. All right, so I'm going to start by um, inviting you all to imagine being part of the community of believers after Easter, but before Pentecost. I mentioned, I believe, in the Good Friday episode what it must have been like during the first triduum. Now, however, the Lord had risen. While we look at this over 2,000 years later, and frequently just say that as though it were just the next part of the story, 
To the disciples, and especially the apostles and Mary, this would have been turning their entire world upside down. Jesus had returned and was once again standing in their midst. So he now takes this time between the resurrection and Pentecost, uh, not purely for sentimentality, but to take the final steps of the preparation of the apostles specifically to take on their full mission. Jesus explains to them in detail the meaning of his earthly ministry in the context of scripture, giving them what they needed to spread the gospel, the good news, to the world, culminating in the events at Pentecost. Now, I'm going to make what is probably the obvious connection, at least on the surface level, to the force ghosts specifically of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda. After the victory at the Battle of Yavin, the work of the rebellion was hardly started, let alone finished. The Empire still stood as a serious threat. It was then, as they were figuring out their next steps, uh, especially when they were on Hoth, that Obi-Wan appeared to Luke and sent him to Yoda to continue his Jedi training. Now, once again, the Star Wars version of these events is spread out over way more time than we get in the history of salvation. Um, so these connections span a much longer time frame, and I'm going to be skipping around. Um, now, of course, both Yoda and Obi-Wan have uh, additional Force Ghost moments, uh, including after Yoda passes uh, into the to become one with the Force. Um, they guide and prepare Luke, um, who, of course, is somewhat willful and difficult to train, um, to prepare him to become a Jedi himself, but then also to train others, similarly to the apostles spreading the church. Um, this all comes to connect to this uh, scripture for today in uh, the sequels, uh, where we have Yoda appearing to Luke once again to remind him of his mission and explaining the significance of the Jedi texts, which uh, Luke believes to have been destroyed, um, and helps him to realize the true purpose of his mission, the true significance of being a Jedi. This all ultimately culminates uh, with Luke force projecting himself across the galaxy to save the heroes of the sequels, uh, the remnant of the resistance, um, fully embracing the Jedi way by facing his foes without any aggression, full of peace, and ultimately sacrificing himself, becoming one with the Force. So, this is where I would like to say that in order to do this, Luke really takes in the lessons that Yoda had given him as both in person and as a fourth, uh, Force ghost. He sees truly the balance necessary to truly embrace what being a Jedi means. For the first time, a Skywalker has done what he was supposed to do, and thus balance is ultimately restored. He 
takes up that mantle and shows what a true Jedi is. Similarly to how the apostles, after hearing what they needed to understand the scriptures and to understand Jesus' teachings, were able to go forth and show what God truly wanted from not only the Jewish people, but from all of us throughout the world and throughout time. Um, so in just a simple way, I hope that we can reflect on both the, the real depth of significance in Star Wars, but also how the scriptures can hopefully inspire us and teach us and train us to go forth as we are all called to be missionaries of the faith. We are all called, in a sense, to be apostles sent forth into the world to spread the light of Christ to those uh, whom we encounter. I love, I love that. I love that, in particular, the the image of like, uh, you know, yes, these events, like you said, happen over a different time scale, but uh, the idea of like Obi Wan sort of kicking kicking that off and sending Luke off on his on his mm -hmm. uh, journey, and and uh, I had never really thought about the the parallel there uh, with with this gospel in particular, like like lots of the lots of the um gospels that we read during the easter season but this one in particular i feel like is a good parallel for mm -hmm. for that i'd never really never really considered that so that's really cool <laughs> and then of course i was also um thinking that you know while the sort of essence of this you know force manifestations come close um jesus is of course the only one who can project himself physically he's, right. he's physically there and to the point where here look these are these are my hands and feet uh, also i'm kind of hungry can you give me some fish right like, like he goes out of his way to be like i'm not a ghost yeah exactly um so uh as is probably good jesus takes it a step further uh <laughs> to to prove that he is resurrected because that's uh, you know a different situation but um so I, I wanted to go a little bit beyond the, the surface level yeah, connection yeah. of uh, them coming back. I, I also really like, I, I mean, so often we equate Luke Skywalker uh, to Christ as, you know, a Christ figure, right? You know, like, you know, being, you know, being Luke Skywalker, being the hero, <laughs> sacrificial, blah, 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 all that, you know, all that stuff. But I, I very much like the idea of Luke as an apostolic figure as a, um, instead because, like you said, we are called to be like Christ, right? To be the hands and feet of Christ, you know, afterwards. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what Luke does. So he, like, fulfills his apostolic mission by becoming a Christ figure in a lot of ways. And so, like, mm -hmm. and that's kind of what we're called to do at the same time. So I kind of liked, it, instead of looking at Luke as instead of starting as Christ, ending as Christ, um, you know, uh, that's... that's that's a a nice progression of Luke's character that we don't normally see. So nice job there as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I mean, it really is. He is like one of the early apostles or, or Peter for that matter. Like mm -hmm. the one who is, he's got the keys. He's got the keys. <laughs> yeah. He's got the keys. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he messed up. So he, you know, he's not perfect either. Just look right. at what happened to, uh, his whole Jedi training program did not go, uh, super well so uh yeah. you know um he really shows his um flaws his uh humanity not to put too fine a point on it but he um i think has 
I was one of those people, I know this is like a controversial thing, but I was a very much a fan of his arc in the sequels once I sort of, you know, sat with it for a bit and looked at it where mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I, especially before um, the third film came out and um, I wasn't really quite sure what to make of his arc in the first two films. Um, and, you know, obviously there were issues, but I think it was handled nicely in the third where he really gets to fully embrace his role. And mm. um, I thought that it was done beautifully. You st- he gets to fully embrace his ghost, his his holy ghostness, right? You know, <laughs> so that uh, yeah, Andrew, very good. Um, thank you for thank you for joining us uh, as as always. Um, we are welcome back anytime. Uh, so perhaps in an ordinary time, we can see you again. <laughs> um, liturgical season jokes, liturgical season words. Anyway, um, so thank you all for thank you all for joining us know that we are um, praying for you we hope that you pray for us god bless and may the force be with you always